Hello, and welcome back to our third episode of Unlicensed Therapy. I'm Elsie. I'm Ella. And today, we are not only Unlicensed Therapy. In fact, I don't know if that would be the correct title. I think instead, we should maybe refer to this as the Duck Sauce Therapy episode, because we are joined by podcast star, John Morris. Wow, podcast star. Yes, I was graciously gifted a spot on the unlicensed therapy podcast as part of my birthday gift i think it was i think i have a, a card in my desk oh, yeah here. maybe you could read it to us i don't remember what we said either it's i know it was john to john ian morris from elsie kins and ella kins it's got a little, little thing on the front there and you open it i think it you're invited to guest star on an episode of Unlicensed Therapy. It's not a choice, you're welcome. <laughs> so that's why yeah. I'm here. And when, here. when were you gifted this, John? When, let's go back to the events of the night <laughs> that this beautiful event like was orchestrated. Uh, this, this was gifted to me, I think, during the John and Emmett birthday bash, I believe, along with a a, uh, a mug or a to-go cup with a plastic casing around it and a on the inside were photos oh, yeah, the, of the myself. John collage. The John collage. That, that keeps showing up every time I open my Google Drive account because that was one of the last things I like edited so I just see a ton of you and Emmett but it's nice to there see. There you go. It warms the heart. Anything else that you were given? A um, a blow up a inflatable water alligator thing you put the alligator in the water it grows to like six feet apparently did you so grow it yet? Done it? haven't haven't grown it yet you know still waiting for the the right moment you know but apparently you can grow it and then it'll, it'll shrink back down so it's Reusable. do it again just hours and hours of endless fun <laughs> so, thoughtful gift i've asked for a better birthday gift you're welcome thank you Emmett also gave you, when we were in the dollar store, we were wandering around and he found like a little plastic, like Elastica girl from The Incredibles. And he was like, I'm going to give this to John because John loves milfs. Found it. It was left on top of my like wardrobe in our room when we were moving out. It was like covered in dust at the top. It's in my garage now. I was like, my mom was like, where did this come from? And I was like, that's John's, it was John's birthday present. Didn't explain the milk thing because yeah, it requires a lot of backstory. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know. Pass. Um, John, I like your room. Thank you. It's my room and my grandfather's old study. There's a here's a photo of pre 9/11 New York right there. Very cool. Which Dante has pointed out, coincidentally, the the blimp in the Led Zeppelin poster. Oh, no. Is, oh no. Is heading right for it. Of course, Dante pointed that out. First thing he pointed out. <laughs> he walked in, he said, you know what that blimp is headed towards? <laughs> <laughs> that is, um, it's inopportune, I would say. Doesn't want to help by the fact the Led Zeppelin poster says Celebration Day on the bottom. <laughs> doesn't, something about that doesn't ring true. Um, I watched two movies set in New York today. The first one was Moonstruck, and it had a That's lot classic. of times in it. And the second one, which I'm in the middle of, is when Harry met Sally. And is that the one that the Kanish is from? Yes, yes it just got to the part where, um, you know, she does her like fake orgasm in Hats Deli. And, you know, I was like, I want to go to this movie. So I don't know what you're talking about. You should watch it. I don't think it would, it, like, it, it's only about straight people. So I don't think it would like. Is would, it on any like streaming services? Okay. No. It's oh, on no. it's on Amazon Prime, maybe. But it's worth it's worth a view. I tried to watch Fight Club today, but then my mom, me and Ella were like, this is gonna be so good. And then our mom was like, Is this appropriate for Jude? And Jude is what? like You were gonna let Jude watch it with you? Yeah. That's funny. I feel like Jude is too sensitive for it. I've discovered about myself that I really like, you know, all the like typical movies that I don't know, like straight men like. I really like them. Like I watched The Wolf of Wall Street and I was like, this is a masterpiece. And also Fight Club. I really liked that movie, which I think is a red flag about me. No, Fight Club like makes sense because the entire thing is like against capitalism. According to the people just misinterpret the like the meaning of it. Right. 
I don't know. Take it as like a role yeah. model instead of like exactly what you're not meant to do. Yeah. Fight Club um, is like the the is like Joker and like Uncut Gems of Wall Street, where like straight guys see the characters in the movie who are intentionally like bad people, and they're like, "Oh, that guy's awesome! I want to so be cool. like him." They just completely miss the point of the entire movie is that everyone mm. in Fight Club is just an awful person, <laughs> but they're like, "Oh no, Brad Pitt's cool. He beats up people." You know, Brad Pitt is cool. Have you guys seen those things on Twitter where it's like? Email, like- I was just thinking that, Elsie. I was going to say, because the other day when Emmett drove up here, we saw the new Cruella movie. And I was like, I loved it. It was so good. And that is a girl boss female Joker. People say that Lady Bird is a female Joker. Which and I've I seen a lot of things know. where it's she's like... kind of a bitch, but, you know, she's also a senior. Yeah, nice. she's just stubborn. Like, they put it alongside things like, oh my god, like Midsummer, where she, like, yeah. joins a cult and, like, murders her boyfriend, um, and, like, I don't think That's that Lady Bird, I don't know, the most drastic thing she did was, like, jump out of a car, I would say. And she was kind of mean to her bestie, but, you know, that's just... They, they made it up. Yeah. Exactly, and that's the way the Kaylin crumbles sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I, Lady Bird is female, the Big Lebowski. I rewatched yeah. The Big Lebowski, and they're very <laughs> similar... Very similar characters. Well, because the Mikulowski is about a guy, it's about a guy who just refers to himself as the dude instead of his actual name. Oh. And he's, he's, he's just, he just wants to vibe. He doesn't like government systems or the systems he's placed in. He just likes sitting on his carpet, listening to music. And he's very similar interactions with his friends I like that Lady that. Bird does in Lady Bird. The big on my movie list. I made a notes app movie list today. I have a notes app movie list. It's from Kaylin, but then I was looking at it and I've watched all the movies and some of them I don't want to watch. Oh, well. Um, like, I'm not watching all the Avenger movies. Sorry. Yeah. Also, who can do that? Who has the time? Well, I've, I've watched them as they've come out. Yeah, so I've seen a lot of movies. I can't imagine having to, like, sit down now and, like, catch up on all mm-hmm. a thousand or four of them now. They do that at movie theaters and it's, like, four days of sitting in a movie theater. And it's like hundreds of dollars a ticket. And you're like, but people like it because you're all in it together. And it's like, you know, a very like bonding thing. But God, I'm pretty sure Kaylin wants to, she's, she kept saying that she was going to get you, John and Michael to like watch all the like Marvel movies with her or something. She was like, no one else would do it. I don't want to do it. That is true. Nobody else. The thing is, I've watched Marvel movies and like enjoyed them because they're like interesting. But I can't pay attention to something like that with so many storylines that like continue, and you have to watch a million movies. Right. But later on, they get brain capacity. Because like, I liked um I liked the early Captain America movies. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of what else I liked. I like Thor Ragnarok. That one's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, because the later on they are, the more story threads they have to incorporate, and the more things they have to like build up and tie in. So that's a problem. So true. Let's go back to Elsie. Uh, you watched Moonshrug, which is a great movie. Yeah. And your only your only comment was there were a lot of Italians in it. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I talked you about you, John. I was like, this reminds me of John because it's it's set in new york and it's italian and my mom said mm. what is john's last name and he, i said morris and she said that's not an italian last name well morris is my i said it's irish and then her next follow-up question was is he catholic and i was like yes he was raised catholic all the best were <laughs> so true um, feeling a little excluded except oh my god speaking of catholic guess what i did to it today what I rescued Jude from a priest's ordinations anniversary party. Good for you. He texted me and he was like, he was like, he was like, Elsie, can you please pick me up? And he he and my mom had left like hours earlier. And I was like, yeah, Jude, like I'll come get you. Where are you? And I walked up to my mom's school and it was like so many old people gathered in the hallway and they were all sitting at tables and I was like what the hell is this and I walked in and I was like immediately like terrified because all like the parishioners like I grew up with they were like oh Elsie how are you and I was like I'm not prepared for this emotionally and Jude was hiding in the back with a dog I don't know whose dog it was he was holding like a bloody bone that he was like letting the dog chew on (laughs) and so I grabbed him I grabbed myself a piece of cake and I ditched that popsicle stand 
you should. Wow. It was um, it was the event of my day. I would say. Mm. Mm. There we go. Here we go. What what was it like unpacking your room? Because I wasn't there when you guys had to unpack. It was a nightmare. Or, uh, packing up <laughs> so your room and having to like clean up everything. Um, I think I blacked out a lot of it. I remember. Um, I think we yelled a lot, and. I don't know. I remember at one point I was like, I need to take a walk. And I had to walk around the pond and listen to Simon and Garfunkel. That's how I calmed down. It was awful. The last, like, it was like the last Friday night that people were there and people were like hanging out in our room and it was completely empty. That was a horrific sight. It was really sad. Michael was really upset about it. He walked in, he was like, this is wrong. This is so, so wrong. (laughs) I woke up in the middle of the night and I started crying because I was like confused about where everything was. It was a horrific, horrific day. It was also such a pain to like clean up. And it, yeah, it's it was disgusting clean. when we left. Like we didn't clean it. We didn't vacuum it. There was like, there was still that wax oh. stain from when Michael burned oh. a crayon in our room. And just like <laughs> so many other, like so much of the plaster fell off of my wall while I was like ripping down all my pictures. There was I so think we saw dirt. Clark 2L in its last good days. Yeah. We also carved our names into the door. We did. I don't know if we're... I mean, other people carved their names into our room, so... And they also, like, I don't know. It's not like we can we can lie about doing it. Like, they'll True. be like, you carved our names. Were you the one You signed the crime. I'm really excited for when they have to clean out the spare room that we had, and they find, oh, yeah. like, I don't even know. Just the sign there's, that says, like... There's, uh, like, three fans just running in there. <laughs> yeah. Turn them off. Michael Spann is just sitting in there. And there's a sign on the door that says, this is the therapy, sex, alone time. And like, there was something else incriminating. I think it was like, yeah, phone call room. Um, And I think, I don't know. I think, I think people are going to question that one. Yeah. Whoever ends up cleaning that room is going to be like, what went on here? You're like, what, what is this shit? I don't know. They're probably jealous. Yeah, we wanted to be more like going back to the um, unpacking our room or packing up our room. It made us want to be more like you and Ryan, John, because your room is very minimalistic. And Elle and I kept referencing- We're going to be minimalists. And we're also going to taste. We're going to buy like a nice rug next year. I want like a beautiful carpet. I'm not going to like, we're not doing a dumpster rug again. The trash room was fun for our (laughs) freshman year, but it's time to, you know, grow up and class up. Yeah, we're going to get classy next year. Yeah. It's going to be tasteful. a rug for my room because as i've mentioned going back to the big lebowski all he does a large part of that movie is him buying a rug and just sitting on his rug listening to music mm-hmm. like that's a big part of the movie and that that just sounds nice he's really a nice little mm-hmm. like moroccan rug no mm-hmm. nice. sounds nice okay. that is nice that is the dream i've agreed rather that i've been listening to music on yeah you have a very nice rug elsie i'm jealous it's right here oh wow, wow. Look at that. i know I know. So next semester, there'll be rugs for everyone. Mm. Rug semester. I was always amazed by Michael and Emmett's rug because they have some just like black and white Ikea one. And it was never like dirty. Like in our room, there was like dirt all over the ground. Like you couldn't walk without socks on or you would like feel it. And no matter how much you vacuumed, you would like pick things up on your feet. But that didn't happen. Maybe it's because I was like, always wearing shoes in their room but it like when I was sitting on the ground in there it never like felt gross and it was like gross in our room uh, yeah it's never, I miss it I, I miss it so much I actually do miss it to be to be honest to be honest to our listeners I um yeah I miss it greatly it was so big a certain charm to it you know yeah that's one way of putting it it was it was home what else can we say Dirt and all. Um, but yeah, we're on to bigger and better things. Wonderful. I think that we should segue into... John, will you explain to our listeners what Steely Dan Summer is? Steely Dan Summer is... Uh, it's a great little invention. I think it was first coined by Emmett, I believe. Our, you know, glorious That's friend of the podcast. Baby. God bless him. No. God bless him, Truly. Um, well, for those of you who don't know, which I'm sure is nobody because they're the biggest band of all time, but Steely Dan is a rock jazz fusion group that was popular in the uh, 70s and 80s, released just some inc- 
incredible albums, really great artists. Grammy winning uh, artists, by the way. They won Grammys? Uh, they won Grammys, yeah, in 2000. I hate this world. I know, it's cruel and unusual. But they are, uh, they're very talented and certain members of our group at the uh, illustrious Wheaton College don't seem to enjoy uh, Steely Dan's music, namely Elsie. I would say Kaylin probably also doesn't like Steely Dan. <laughs> I would also like to, little little mention here, we'll get back to Steely Dan somewhere in a second, but mm -hmm. um, in the chat, and in general, the Steely Dan fans of the group, which is Michael and I and also Gracie, are almost never the ones who bring up Steely Dan. Mm -mm. It is normally you, I think. <laughs> yeah. I like talking about things that I don't like because it allows me to voice my passion for things, you know? And I will also never forget, Elsie, when we were sitting in Grace's room that one time and she was like playing music and we were all like sitting there and we all kind of like the song came on and we were all like kind of singing to it because it was something we all knew. And you were like, wow, this song is really good. What is it? And it was Dirty Work by Steely Dan. There has never been a more magical moment in my life. That's the only I would say like I'm pretty neutral on Steely Dan. I just don't know anything about them. But I did learn like I listened to like two more of their songs other than Dirty Work. Um, so I think my knowledge is growing. I like I do like Dirty Work. I can't lie. That is a very good song to good me. Song. I think that eventually I can feel myself getting tugged to the Steely Dan side. And like, I think that I'm mm. going to become a fan eventually, but I don't want that at all. Like, I don't- It'll be embarrassing that. for you. <laughs> I know, but I can right. like, I can, I've, I've noticed a few things and you're like, oh, I'm starting to like this song. Or sometimes I feel drawn to listen to that one album that you recommended, is it Cheap Thrills? And by I see from 19, oh. 19. <laughs> 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 Cheap Thrills by Steely <laughs> There's also a Steely Dan album called Cheap Thrills, and the cover looks pretty. You have it on your wall. We like a lot also of the music. Vinyl right here. But it's, yeah, can't buy a thrill. It's a very, it's a good album. Anyway, so Steely Dan Summer was a term coined by Emma to refer to summer 2021. And uh, Steely Dan Summer, of course, starts on Steely Dan Day, which is May 19th. I can't believe this real thing. Yeah, I honestly didn't know. That was just a joke I would do with Michael. But because May 19 sounds like the Steely Dan song, Hey 19, and a few mm. other like-minded people on the internet were like, wow, this should be Steely Dan Day. So the, the, the Steely Dan community is very strange. It's any, any like music group fan community is always like, you yeah. don't want to be tied to it. You know? Oh my God. Exactly. They should have like a, you know how there's the BTS meal at McDonald's? They should do a Steely <laughs> Dan meal for Steely Dan summer. That's genius. What would be in it? Steely Dan even... meal would just be, be like, a hamburger with nothing meat. and a loose cigarette in the bag. <laughs> that would be the Steely Dan meal. I think there'd be horse meat in it too. <laughs> you think there'd be horse meat in it too? Sure. I do, yeah. And that, what is like, what is it? Steely Dan, like, what does Steely Dan summer entail? Like, what do you do in Steely Dan? You know, Dan like, there's, like, white boy Steely summer, Dan. and they have all their rules and regulations. Like, what are the, like, the standards for Steely Dan summer? Thank you, I'm trying to ask. Um, you know, I, I'm not, I think to each person, Steely Dan summer means a different thing. You know, everybody has a different version of Steely Dan. I would assume you have to live life by the, the Steely Dan, you know, mentality, which is hate yourself and everything around you and, and numb that with mind-altering drugs and copious amounts of alcohol. That's, yes. Most of their music is them just saying, I hate everything. Let me drink something to get rid of that feeling. So, you know, see, that see sort of mentality. <laughs> I think, I mean, who among us can fault them for that? That is true. That is true. Um, I would say the antithesis of Steely Dan Summer is a little thing that I'm having, which is <laughs> Smelcy Summer. Hmm. Um, Tell us about Smelcy Summer. On May 19th, when all the Steely Dan Summer chat was going on, I had to come up with something to, you know, get me through it. And I came up with Smelcy Summer. And Smelcy Summer is this summer, and it is named after me, Smelcy. <laughs> I'm finding the name. 
And Smelsy Summer is me doing exactly what I want when I want. Mm -hmm. And draw. It's also, I need to make some clarifications. It's also working a lot and eating a lot of sandwiches. But that's great. You're like making money. You have something to do with your time. Smelsy Summer. summer. You're being productive and also like having fun. It seems like you're having a a great summer and I'm very happy for you. Thank you, Ella. Smelsy Summer has been going well. Um, There are a few roadblocks sometimes. But overall... Overall, Smelsy Summer has been a success so far. Mm. I think. You know that, what else we should talk about? What? It's Pride Month. Do you have something to say to us, John? Oh, happy Pride Month. That's not what I wanted. Oh, do you want, do you want money? <laughs> do you or, want? Uh, yes. A yeah. cashier's check? I'm, to be honest, <laughs> I want money. Well, I'll, I'll send it by carrier pigeon to uh, Bainbridge Island. Um, I want to talk about our biggest fears next. I want to draw one uh, conclusion going back to Smelsy Summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah and, and yet another comparison between you and the character from Seinfeld, uh, George Costanza. Okay. Uh, there's, a, there's a whole thing where he has the summer of George. Where ah! he thinks, oh, this is the summer that, you know, oh, everything's going to go right for me. Everything's going to go great. I'm going to do what I want. Doesn't, doesn't go great for George. And, uh, I am. You, you, I would say you and George have. Many sim- many similarities. What goes wrong for George? Yeah. I don't I don't think that's the the season where his wife his fiance dies. Oh, but fuck. I, I think I think he loses his job and then he has to live with his parents out in Queens. This Seinfeld is a comedy show. <laughs> Just I, already, I already live with my mom. So I can't I guess I could lose my job. And then I would also. But just... you have two more, so. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe. George often walks into Jerry's apartment, Jerry Seinfeld, and complains about his day and his life and whatever's annoying him. And many times, I've either walked into your room or you've walked into ours, and have launched into a. Tyrant. Here's what. Here's what's annoying me right now. Mm. Yeah, that that rings true to me. That does. I. Yeah. I. It's difficult living one of the difficult things about living at home is that i you know it doesn't it doesn't ring as true to walk into my mom's room and start complaining about stuff because i have to edit out a lot of the story like i have to like either paint myself in a blue light or just like redact things and so she just looks at me kind of confused and it's not fun right also whenever i'm like mom should i buy this she's like no you should save your money whereas if i was like ella should i buy this you were like yes obviously do it do it do it i think you should always spend your money thank you thank you i took that to heart that's your motto (laughs) spend your money savings for suckers (laughs) exactly okay biggest fear time oh wait actually first does anyone have any questions about smelsy summer let me think um is there anything that's not allowed in smelsy summer like any restrictions you placed upon yourself or the world around you um people can't be mean to me (laughs) has that that's number one prevented anything um no (laughs) a matter of fact sometimes people say things i'm like oh it's smelsy summer you can't like bring that up or you can't say that and no one no one cares Mm. I care. I'm sorry. <laughs> I care too. <laughs> John's getting a real laugh out of this. Just imagine you <laughs> using it smelsy summer as, as like uh, you can't be mean to me. <laughs> you you also can't say things I don't like or I don't want to hear. Smelsy summer is basically, you know, like on your birthday when you're kind of allowed to, or maybe this is just like an obnoxious trait that I've continued like since no, my childhood. I'm... But on my birthday, I'm like, no one can do anything that I don't like. Everything has to be my way and I have to be put first. You're by creating yeah. Smelsy summer, you're just doing a, a whole season of that, right. which I can respect. Thank you. I do that too on my birthday. My birthday was just recently, in fact, and um, I was like, my sister was like, oh, I want to go here. And I was like, oh, no, it, she wanted the front seat and she got there first. And I mm-hmm. said, get in the back. It's my birthday. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. that's fair. <laughs> and she listened. So 
What when, lesson am I learning? Sorry, like there's a like a, a altercation <laughs> happening outside my window. I don't know if it's being picked up. Can I see? I am. I did hear voices. Can you describe what's happening to us? My neighborhood, it's well, I think what this was 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 just NYU kids because the buildings I live in often get used as NYU like dorms, like upperclassmen, mm -hmm. and they always come home. Normally later than now, but they come home, you know, drunk, and you hear them yet arguing with cab drivers or like mm -hmm. singing outside or stumbling around. And I was actually was reminded of I got the the Snapchat whatever one year ago today, two years ago, two years ago today, I think a couple days ago, there was a group of men. Uh, like college age, like frat boy kind of types, just kind of walking around at one in the morning, yelling, we are long dick and like chanting it together. And then they all stopped and did push-ups on the sidewalk for a while and then just kept on walking and chanting. We should do that at Wheaton. <laughs> yeah, can we please? <laughs> That'd be so fun in the dimple. That'd That's be a good next, look for us. It's our next adventure there. Well, I hope, is everything all right there now? No. Um... Yeah, they... It was just, it wasn't really, it was just a, a loud conversation between oh. a group of people, but they all, they all went somewhere, so. Glad to hear there's no funny business. No funny business. Not during Smelsy Summer, of course. No way, no. not during Smelsy Summer. I'm sure they got the memo. They were like, we'll behave. Have you guys told your friends and family about Smelsy Summer yet, or? Um. Can't say it's come up. Uh. No. See, one of your um that just reminded me, you know how you have your two like fake plants yeah. that were like in our room and I brought them home with me and my mom has been watering one of them because she's convinced that it's real, even though I was like it's not it's not real, but I love love for energy. How are yeah. my plants um, doing, you guys? I've kept them. Um none of them have died. Perfect. They're doing good. One of them, the one that's like um it was next to your bed and it's like green. That narrows it down. Every single plant. It was in like I don't know. It's it's a, a pretty one. I forget what it's called. But there was okay. like mold growing in the soil. Um, so I cleaned that off. And I also had to repot. Um, your like you know the like wildflower seeds that you planted. Mm -hmm. They are doing strangely. Um, mine turned yellow. And also Kaylin has some, and she was like, I don't think they're gonna make it. This is so tragic. But I, I also get to see your plants that were in Kaylin's room, and okay. they seem to be doing well. I'm worried about Other the one those. that Emmett has, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Did you give him a succulent? Yeah, I gave him You should just, just text him, like, once a week and be like, hey, can you water it? <laughs> That'll be my Emmett check-in. Yeah. John, how is the plant that I gave you doing? You did not give me a plant. Yeah. Um, I gave a plant to Michael. <laughs> That is, that's not that's not, not the, the same. same. <laughs> he was, and he was that meant is... to give it, he was meant to give it to you. Oh. Well, he did give me back my uh, uh my Swiss Army knife. Oh wow. yeah. At, You're welcome. I was gonna keep it for the summer, and then I was like, I guess I could give it to Michael. Very okay. big of you. I know. Much appreciated. Can you get my plant from him? Because there's a plant that's meant to be for you. Okay. Next time I see Michael, I'll let him know I want my plant. Thank you. Thank you. Um, is it biggest fear time? I'm really like excited for this topic. I guess should be. Um... Anyone have anything else they'd like to add? John, how are we doing? You're the podcast episode. There's like millions of episodes of Duck Sauce. Millions, yes. <laughs> good, good, good. I'm glad to be happy to be uh, back in the city. I went biking today. City up the river. It's very nice. It's very warm here, though. It's getting into that New York City summer heat, which is not always, not always great. And my apartment's not have air conditioning, so it's a lot of. Mm. I remember you saying that. Fans running everything, but you know, worst things in the world. I'm I'm jealous. It's hot there. I wish it was hotter here. Elsie summer requires, on some levels, warm weather, and it's been quite cold. It's very warm here as well, but like. I don't know. I don't have my AC in either. Um, two of my, there's like not that many fans in my house right now because I don't know where they are. And two of them are specifically dedicated to my dog and my sister's guinea pigs. So I had to give up one of my fans for them. Mm. Also today, my sister was offered two more guinea pigs because no one wants a pet guinea pig. Um, so I don't know. My life could get significantly worse in the coming future. 
I think you need to befriend them, Ella. I think that that's the only way you're going to get through them. <laughs> Your eyes are so, you look so angry at me. John, did you see that? I can't do the guinea pigs. Well, biggest fears. Biggest fears. Should we? Okay, we should all come up with one. And then we all, like, say just what the fear is. And then we elaborate on it. But we okay. could all, like, say them. I, I want to hear all of the fears, like, in And I have two. Session. Well, we could do, like, multiple rounds. Okay, yeah. My biggest fear is snakes. My biggest fear is lice. I'm always scared of being pushed into the subway tracks. But <laughs> That's like, a valid fear, actually. <laughs> but like, but no, it's not like not like in like a serious way, and it's something that isn't really rational because it really happens. But every time the train is coming, and like it's like getting closer and closer, I'm like, this. There's people behind me. It's a little. It's a little strange here. You know, mm. my father, my father has, does, he's scared of that too. Cause I always see him, if he's standing there, he told me he'll grab like subtly, like the pole. If he's like by one of the poles and the train's coming. So if he gets shoved, he doesn't, whatever. Oh my God. But, I mean, I'm sure that's happened like many times. Yeah, John, okay. I don't want to validate that, but there are a lot of freaks in the world. And there's some psycho out there who's definitely shoving poor schmucks into the subway. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is true. But is oh. that stem from anything? I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm standing there a lot, you know, waiting for the train and you see like how big it is and how loud it is. And it's like, wow, that would, that wouldn't be fun. You know, I can't imagine that being an amusing thing. Yeah. That rings true to me. Shall I go to mine? Was it, was it snakes? My biggest fear is snakes. Both of you already know this. Um, I hate snakes. They scare me. All of them scare me. I literally, I have a visceral physical reaction when I see them and I want to start crying and like get the hell away from them. And now I'm going to share a story of this happened with the two of you and you both lied to me. Well, not really Ella, but you did John and Michael did a little bit where basically it was when Ella and I in our environmental politics class had a little snake presentation and it frightened me. It scared the living hell out of me because a tsunami or no, hurricane <laughs> hit the snake breeding center and all the fucking snakes got out and they terrorized the suburbs. Like, I don't understand how more people were impacted by that. Although I said this and I will say it on record. The only way that that could be scarier is if it happened on Bainbridge and if the snakes had been trained to like kill me or my loved ones. Like that is horrific to me. So I was in a bad <laughs> mental place because of snakes. And we were going, we were going to New York and, um, I was, I think there are snakes in New York because my grandma told me there are, and she's never been there before, but I trust her um, because people flush them down the toilet, maybe. And I was like, I'm scared about this, you guys. And you and Michael were like, Elsie, no way we're going to see a snake. Like we've, we've lived there for like our whole lives. Never seen a fucking snake. You, these are things that you said to me, maybe not verbatim, but it was like, that was a general gist. We are walking. Yeah in Times Square, and what the fuck is there but a giant yellow snake on the ground, just on the ground, and I, <laughs> well, I think you should give a little more context, Elsie. It was like with a guy, to. like it was some guy's snake. It wasn't it was a wild snake. I wasn't there, but I understand it was a, a sort of street performer with a snake. Mm -hmm. And it, it was some sort of- towards me. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. <laughs> 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 to make up the details of this. <laughs> well, there it came on the ground near happening. me. Like it was like, mm -hmm. it slithered and then it, it bit Elsie in the ankle. That's not true. And it's just, <laughs> hopefully, you would say that because it's making me, it's making my ankle hurt. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, many ways, I hate snakes. I'm afraid of them. There's that island in, I don't know, it's somewhere in the Pacific, I think. It's called like Snake Island. And like you're, you can't go there, but it's like literally just like deadly deadly snakes on it and only one guy like once a year is allowed to go there to like change the light bulb in the lighthouse or something or like like make a record of it because like if you go there oh, like the when snakes you said will... lighthouse for some reason i thought you meant like a, a heat lamp like they were like i don't know like <laughs> looking oh, after all the snakes so... yeah, yeah me too i was like is there like a huge like i'm looking up snake island right now Thank God. I, I mean, that's maybe not the, the actual name, but I'm pretty sure that's what it's referred to colloquially. 
Snake Island, island in Brazil. Oh, there it is. It has a temperate climate. How many snakes on Snake Island? Oh, 4,000. How big is the island? I don't know. It's not that big. Today at work, someone told me, first of all, there was like a giant spider on the ground. It was like very large. It was one of the largest I've ever seen in person. And so this woman like stomped on it. And then she said to me, did you know that like at all times, every human is within three feet of a spider? And I was like, why would you tell me that? That's horrific. I don't want to know. That's true. On the subject, this says on Snake Island, at all times when you are on that godforsaken island, you are, there is one snake to one square meter. Yeah. There you go. Don't go there, LC. I'm not doing that. Like, you would have to pay me a lot of money. How much? Yeah, how much would you I have feel to like be paid to snake island, LC? If, if you were in, a, like, a saw trap, it would involve snakes. Yeah, I agree with that. It wouldn't have to really do anything to her. They'd just have to be maybe three feet away. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be it. That would be enough for you. She has to like Honestly, cross the like, line six... next to them, and she can't do it. <laughs> she has to just look at them from behind glass. <laughs> I used to make myself do that when I was a child at the zoo. I would go to the zoo and I would stare at the boa constrictor to like make myself become less afraid, and it never worked. Do you think it's related to Harry Potter in any way? You know how like it's What do you say? Mm. Related to Catholicism because. From a young age, we're taught that freak devil, this, he's in the garden as a snake, tempting humans to do evil. And now the woman, Eve, like, you know, she ate the apple because that son of a bitch told her to. So there it is. Also, yeah, oh. I think it definitely was exacerbated by Harry Potter. Because mm. I fixated on that series when I was a child, and there's a lot of scary snakes in it. He, he, can, he can talk with the snakes. They're not so scary. They're uh, his friends. But there's, like, the really big evil snake in the second oh, one. The- Basil- Basilisk? Basilisk, Basilisk? Yeah. yeah. Not to mention, Voldemort has a snake that like tries to kill him and bites him and stuff. Oh, yeah. He's a that horse. cool though. Because he, he's like part of the snake so he can like see what the snake's doing. I enjoyed that as a child. I liked that. I that hated detail. it. I would have thought you were a freak if you told me that. I would have avoided you. <laughs> Anyways. Well, I guess Ellie I'll talk about lice, lice now. Yes. Um, so I guess like lice just makes sense as a fear because they're disgusting. I know there's like, I don't know, there's like little microscopic like creatures that live on your body and whatever, like mites and whatever. Um, And I don't mind that because I can't see them. But what freaks me out about lice is that you can see them. Like there's just bugs crawling around. And I feel like I was always scared of lice um, when I was like in elementary school because if someone had lice, I remember in like my kindergarten class, someone, some kid had lice. So we weren't allowed to have any stuffed animals in the room. We weren't allowed to bring stuffed animals in. We all had to like not touch each other. And so that had an impact on me, a big negative impact. Um, and also like, I don't know, everyone who I knew who had lice had to like cut off all their hair and I didn't want that. Um, but I guess the final straw for me was like, there's this movie I watched that I think it's called The Switch. I just had to Google this. Um, and basically, first of all, the movie is like, it's a horrific concept. It's about this guy who is like, um, I watched it like three years ago, so I might be summarizing it wrong. But basically, this guy is like in love with his childhood friend, um, but she's like not really interested in him. And she decides that she wants to have a baby with a sperm donor. So she throws this party where she's like, um, she like finds a donor and she throws this party of like her like yay like I'm having a baby party and then she hasn't like she basically like gets the guy's like sperm in like a container and she's gonna like turkey baster it herself in the bathroom so her friend who is like in love with her the guy um gets really drunk at the party and then he goes into her bathroom where the like container is sitting and then he switches it out for his own which is like that seems completely unacceptable to me but it's like you know it's just how the movie goes but um the point where lice comes in is eventually her son who she falsely believes is like sperm donors but it's her it's her friends um the son gets lice and they like show a close-up of all the lice in his hair and it's really like disgusting i don't know they kind of all look like you know like an engorged tick that's like full of blood like they all look Ew. like that oh, yeah. i'm scared of ticks i hate ticks 
we don't have ticks here really and so every time we go into a field everyone's like tick check and i'm like what the why because because ticks are like you can't feel them on you and you have to like search for them and you can't uh -huh. squish them like no matter how hard you like press like they just won't die so you have to like take them off with uh tweezers and put them in like alcohol you know it's disgusting really? yeah it's wow. really gross and you can get lyme disease like little leeches you can get Lyme disease. Yeah, I, I, I got Lyme disease when I was really uh, little and I no drank one. penicillin for it, which I'm now penicillin? allergic to. You're allergic to penicillin? You're talking about Lyme disease? Yeah. Lyme disease, yes. Mm. I had to go on penicillin for also Lyme disease and I'm also allergic yeah. to penicillin. Yeah. And I broke out in a full That's body me. rash and I have this yeah. like memory of, it was in second grade and I was like, um, I like still went to school and stuff because it wasn't like, I don't know, like on my face or anything. And it wasn't like prohibiting me from learning. And one day I was sitting in class and my, like, it was completely silent. Everyone was like doing work or something. And my, like my teacher, Mr. Snyder, actually it was Monsieur Snyder. He like called the school nurse and was like, I want to talk to you about LMA and her rash, like just in front of my whole class. Um, I think that was unprofessional of him, and I was humiliated. I'm so. What? How old? Nice. I was in second grade. That's so sad. I know. I have a. Time. I have a school humiliation story that's related to lice. Um, that did not happen to me. In fact, I was the perpetrator, and nice. I. <laughs> I um, we had a lice outbreak at my school. Um, I think fifth grade it was, and we had to go into the office for life checks and i i think i i don't know if i initiated it but i really liked the idea and once it caught on i like kind of perpetuated it i think my music teacher was also you know on board with it where every time someone came in the room and they had lice we would sing a song that goes like my friend Emma had lice, so we sang, Emma is infected, infected, infected. Emma is infected, infected with lice. And then <laughs> That's make funny. Them, <laughs> make them sit on the other side of the room from us. Oh, my God. Don't you, like, get sent home from school if you have lice or something? She was waiting for her mom to pick her up. Mm. And then my sister came back and had lice. And then I was like, oh, this is not funny anymore. <laughs> I remember in fifth grade, uh, this was after I, I had lost my hair. We had all had to do, I had to do lice checks. And they still made me do it. They made me like line up and go in or whatever. And I remember standing there, you know, online. Like, this is not, I don't know what this is going to be. Because I went in the room and I was wearing a little, like, a little like, hat or something. And I sat down, I took off the hat. And the woman was behind me. And we both just kind of were there in silence for a second. <laughs> she was like, Okay, you can go. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> clearly, clearly, nobody had told her. So we, so she just saw it. We sat there. And she was like, you know what? You can. I think you're good. They're wrong for that, John. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was funny. I enjoyed it. And it's kind of a freebie. Like, that was a yeah. freebie for you. Like, everyone else is walking around being disgusting, like, yeah. literally bug-infested monsters. And you're like, no lice for you. We would have lice checks all the time. We had lice checks like once a year. Was this not like a regular thing that happened in your schools? It was for me. We did it like once a year in like elementary school, but yeah, not elementary in like school. middle yeah. school. In middle school, we did like a scoliosis check once a year. And it was what? really weird. They would make us all take our shirts off in the what? locker room. Hello, are you sure it was scoliosis? Are you sure? It was I don't <laughs> I think so. They would make us like. I went to like, Catholic school. Made a this sounds so bad now that I think about it. We had to like. I don't know, like bend over and they would like. <laughs> and were your my only memory of it. I don't know. Huh? Well, I would talk to your parents about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. John, did they make you do that? No, we never had a, a scoliosis check in our uh, middle school. I never had to my take life. off my shirt or bend over. In middle school. Well, I'm sorry, maybe you have scoliosis undiagnosed. You have Everyone, my doctor thought I had scoliosis when I was you younger. You have scoliosis. I don't. What? No, I don't. <laughs> no way. <laughs> why, why did what? you think I have scoliosis? <laughs> <laughs> this is news to Elsie. I think we've all, had this conversation before. All people's backs look like whales. 
mine does yours does john i'm sure yours does too that's a quote from whale girl oh guys look at this one second wow that's a that's very stylish this was the whale hat that i wore to middle school can you turn around so you can see the tail you wore it to school (laughs) (laughs) you wore that to school every day from six to eighth grade can't talk because i have a hat phase too (laughs) but it wasn't a whale i wore it to my middle school dance did you wait did you leave it on all the time yeah really yeah wow i like wore it i remember one time i like my class had a field trip to go to the seattle art museum my mom was like are you gonna are you gonna wear the whale hat today and i was like yeah i was like i called i named it nigel to be funny and i was like nigel wants to see the art wow dedication i had a i had a sweatshirt kid in my uh, my middle school he wore the same exact blue sweatshirt every single day. And then he punched another one of my friends at a, a laser tag birthday party in seventh grade. So we kind of stopped associating with him. Yeah. Because mm. we would like wear it during gym, you know. You just like take off his jeans and put on like the, the gym shorts we got like issued. But he still have on this big bulky blue sweater. Interesting. Did you ever find out why he wore it? I think he just liked it. I think just that was just what he felt comfortable in. Well, you have a red hat that you wear all the time because we make you. <laughs> no, because he likes it. I like, I like no! that. No, yeah. put it on. Put it on. All right, all right. I'm getting this for Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're gonna do a boomerang. I don't know. I'm gonna pin John. No offense, Ella. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> he deserves the spotlight. Oh, there yeah. we he has go. A microphone. My, my guitar Alex? hero. Okay, now There's you're only three of us in here. So true. Okay, everyone, do a little, do a boomerang thing. Go. I liked your boomerang on your story where it was you being mad and then you smiling. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you guys what that was? I forgot that I was taking a boomerang and I was like, oh, I need to make a face. So I looked angry. <laughs> you so also. Funny. You also last night just sent me my name on Snapchat. You just said John. And I said Elsie. And then like an hour later, you were like, oh, hey. <laughs> I'm about to have my ear infected. Mm-hmm. You guys want to see? Wait, Wait, it's infected again? Yeah. The same I, one? I had a, yeah. And I had a mild like trauma response to it earlier because as you guys know, remember? Okay. Senior year, I got my cartilage, my ear pierced at a mall, and it got infected, and I had to go to my doctor. This is when I got rejected from urgent care twice because I didn't have my insurance card. Um, And then I got voted most likely to be rejected from urgent care for my senior superlative. Why was that an option? How did people know about that? Because I told everyone. (laughs) Of course. It wasn't. It wasn't an option. People just came up to make a category for you. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, anyways, but I had to get it. I had to get the like piercing pulled out of my ear with forceps, and they like shot me in the ear six times, six times with lidocaine. And so I got to school, and I had like a panic response to lidocaine, and I was hiding in the back of my math classroom. And then my friends, my freak friends, were parading me around, showing me to people. They were like, look, Elsie's on drugs right now. Ha, ha, ha. Anyways, I felt it start to get, like, hot today. And I was like, Mom, it's happening again. And I had to, like, pour saline water on it. And I just wanted to share that because I think that I'm think I think that in like a week I'm going to be at the emergency room. And I think it'll be funny that I, like, was, you know, I had foresight. What? Elsie, what do you do to your piercings where they all get infected? With this one, I banged it against a TV on accident. Oh, no. Well, I'm sorry. It's okay. We live in a sick and twisted world. (sighs) You guys would be hearing a lot of complaining about it if we lived in the same time zone. So in a way, it might be a blessing for you. It's a tough life you live. It's not a good part of smelsy summer, that's for sure. Well? Well? I could talk about my fear of pregnancy, but... We should let John choose the last topic because he's our guest. I don't know. I, I didn't prepare any topics. I came as a. Uh... Should we interview him? <laughs> yeah. Interview. Are you an expert in anything besides Steely Dan? No, I'm not an expert in anything. Unfortunately. Mm. I feel like you have some expertise. 
Um, have you found a job yet? That's just a life and podcast question. I've been applying for jobs throughout the city. I, I signed up to do Uber Eats deliveries and I got uh, a approved for that. So I'll start doing that at some point. And then I had an interview license? for, no, on, on my bike. Oh. Although I had my road test uh, Wednesday. So yeah. Wednesday. That's and crazy. Excited for. Hoping so. But I had an interview for a uh, position down in Brooklyn nice. a couple days ago. I think it went well. So hopefully I'll hear back positively Where, from that. What was it for? It was for it was a summer utility aid for the Boys and Clubs, Boys and Girls Club of America. And I would be like, like a front door person, but I would also, he liked all like the film background stuff on my resume. So he said I could maybe help run like a film sort of thing when I was there and help them like, I would like produce a movie that they were like making. Oh, cool. That sounds fun. And it's good hours. And it's really nice. So hopefully I get that. But beyond that, having her back from anything else. I'm rooting for you. Um, and I had an idea for you and Emmett. Oh. I think, okay, I think that you guys should make, I was listening to Blue Jay Way by the Beatles, obviously. That's a good song. It would be such a good song to make a short film to. So I think you both should do it. Yeah, sure. There you go. Elsie, I found something in our text where you said, we will be discussing the John Elsie Ellis sleepover on the podcast. Um, why don't you explain it, John? It's not it's not my idea. I don't You shook I don't think it was. I don't exactly remember. I think it just it's because um one time Michael fell asleep on a beanbag chair in our room and it was like one of the best things I've ever seen. Me and Elsie were like taking pictures of him and we just kept looking at him and being like, he looks so like like happy while he sleeps and it's like a very pure thing to witness like, didn't i have like an emotional outburst at it yeah well because yeah. michael sleeping has always been something that's like amazing to watch like we often go into emmett and michael's room before michael has woken up and, like, i'm not a part of this amazed michael speaking or sleeping group i, I don't um, really care maybe you haven't i don't know seen him you sleeping in that Agreed but, with me when we were when I was looking at him and I was like, oh my god, he looks like like this is like he, is he like, was like I don't know I don't he know sleepy Michael sound. sleepy Mikey I think at one point I said this is the best of humanity yeah yeah you 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 had a whole speech he's like you raised your fist and you did a whole you know like, oh my god a fist raising speech deliverance well thing. anyways it was very special to us when Michael slept in our room so we were like. We need to make we John sleep because <laughs> we've never seen you asleep. That's not true. I've seen him asleep. Really? When? Um, I don't remember, but I definitely have a little vision of John sleeping. I don't know. I feel like I don't often go in your room, and I don't know where else you would be asleep. I like that's to burst you, in there. You what? I like to burst in, like, John and That is true. Well, that normally wakes me up. Oh, yeah. Burst again. I woke you up when you had a fever. That is true. After the uh, second COVID shot, took us out. Took us out. You told me I look terrible. <laughs> see, that, that, see, that was great because normally every time the door uh, somebody knocks on the door, either I'll say "come in" or I'll go and get the door. But I was laying in bed like dead, and Ryan was there doing work, and there was a knock on the door, and I didn't move. And Ryan was like, "Do you want me to get that?" <laughs> I was like, "I was like, yeah, that'd be great, actually." And it was so he opened it, and it was El Elsie. And I was complaining hmm. so, because I didn't feel good. And I and Ella brought me toast without butter, and I started crying. Elsie, I literally I texted you, and I I don't know. I was trying to make contact with you. All you said was you wanted toast, and I don't know. I I toast felt like maybe you were in the mood. Better. You were like feverish, and maybe like I don't know. Plain toast is all you could manage. I started crying and I had to go on the lookout for jam and butter. And then I didn't even eat it because so I was like, came to, why did you come to our room again? What did you need? I wanted butter or jam. Oh, okay. I, I, I in my head or at that moment, I thought you wanted pain medication. I was, I, I was, <laughs> oh, I, was I wanted pain medication earlier, but Ella, Ella fed it to me that morning. So, you know, we get another shot to boost us in October right. and I want us all to get it on the same day again because that was so fun we were all so sick and then by Saturday night we'd all made a miraculous recovery I'm so excited for my brother to get his second shot he's getting it like 
sometime this week, maybe tomorrow, or it might be the next day. But I don't know. I think it'll be really funny to see him with a fever. And I hope Dude, God is, and he didn't get a fever. I was the so second show? Yeah. He was like, I was like, how are you feeling? I don't you- think, like, my mom didn't have a fever when she had it. My sister just had her second shot. And, like, I don't think she had a fever. She stayed home from school, but I think that's just because she had an excuse. Nice. Jude, I asked Jude, are you experiencing any side effects? And he was like, well, I was pretty grumpy this morning. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know if Pfizer does that to you, bud. Yeah. That might just be your mood. Yeah, I feel like Archie might not change that much. Is your sister living at home, John? Uh, yes. Yes, she is. She, uh, she graduates from college in December. Oh. Right now, she's with us, yes. Are you, how's, um, being, how's being home with her? It's fine. We stick to our, our schedules. We don't, we don't interact. Occasionally, we'll go out do something. That's fun. Very, very rarely. But it's like, it's like, hey, do you want to go get ice cream with me so I don't have to go alone? And you can go in and talk to the people and get the things and then just bring it out. Mm. Well, that's efficient. And then my my treat is that I get to go with her. Like that's that's how she sees it. Is that? Oh ooh, yeah. I get her company. That's how I view. I don't want to like project onto your sister, but like that's how I view. Like I'm like, oh, Jude, do you want to go to Rite Aid with me? And I'm like, oh, how fun for him. He gets a day no, out. No, yeah. With me, you know? That's how I treat my brother. Sometimes I make him walk to like CVS with me or Cumberland Farms because exactly like I don't want to go on my own, and he has nothing better to do. Exactly. I'm like, you know, it's good. Or Ella, I'll be like, how, not you, my sister, mm-hmm. I'll be like, how exciting that you didn't see me for so many months and now you get to hang out with me and mm-hmm. when I want to. It's a fascinating glimpse into the older sister, younger brother dynamic here. Do you have mm-hmm. any questions for us as older sisters? No, I think I've, I think I've come to understand a lot of it. Hmm. Or understand how the dynamic functions there. Can you shed some light on that? Well, I, I, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I don't have like an explanation for it, but I think, like, I know, like, like, I think I'm, I'm less close to my sister than you are probably with your brothers, because you were both in college at the same time. So we were both kind of like away from home and then we got back, we had our own separate things and she works a lot. So I don't see her that often now, mm-hmm. but I mean, you know. I think it's, it's like, it's very much like you say, it's like, oh, hey, we'll do something and she'll like have me tag along for something. It's never like, I'm like, hey, let's go do this. Yeah. She's always Mm -hmm. like, oh, I need to go do something. I don't want to go alone. It would be weird if my brother asked me to do something. If he was like, I don't know. Also, my brother doesn't leave his room ever. Um, But if he was like, can we go do this? That would be very out of character for him. It's always like, I lead the way. You know, yeah, that rings true. Sometimes Jude asks me to take him places, and I'm like, yeah. Or he's like, please pick me up from this church thing that mom has grabbed, has dragged me to. And I'm like, your rescue team is on its way. Except in this case, it's like, you have to wait 30 minutes because I'm making a sandwich. So, <laughs> and I need to eat it and enjoy it. And then, you know, once I've finished that, then I'll go on to my next activity. Fair. Yep, there it is. Do we have any last things we'd like to say? Closing thoughts. Who did we not mention? Um, should we shout? I don't think Aaron and Gracie got that much of a shout out, but shout out uh, to Aaron and Gracie. That is Aaron and Gracie. Um, I feel like I was wearing their socks to my sister's high school graduation. Mm. So um, they deserve some recognition. Yeah, there you go. big stuff. Shout out to. Um, Ladybird, the character, not like not Saoirse and the actress specifically. Char- the fictional character of Ladybird. Fictional character of Christine. You would like McPherson, who shares things in common with the Big Lebowski, apparently. That is true. That's a in in years to come. That's going to be a, a scholarly connection people will draw. I'm calling them now. I'm excited. To, I'm excited to, excited to hear it. Okay. Should we do the closing closing um, lines? Sure. I'm Elsie. I'm Ella. And this I'm is John. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs>
Sean. God, I was the. I, I can just do the duck sauce closing, and we can just. Oh can yeah. Just, uh, Wait, what's your duck sauce outro? We should talk over each other, and you can say that while we say ours. Yeah. Sure. Perfect. Okay. okay ready? One, two, one, two three. Um, I'm Elsie. Well, thank you for listening. I'm to Ella, podcast. and this has been unlicensed. You want to reach out to us? You want to suggest topics? You want to say, "Hey, you're wrong about this kind of thing." You can reach us at ducksaucepodcast at gmail.com. We find us on ducksaucepodcast at Instagram, Spotify, Apple Music.com, Anchor FM. Any I'm of this, this all of this, all of this will be gone. Well, well, everyone, stop recording, Elsie. Stream. I think. Oh, okay. Stream Unless I don't know. Sauce. Do you have anything else to say? Yeah, I'm telling them to stream duck sauce. Stream duck sauce. Hmm. There's the fist again. <laughs> I'm getting that put out. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Have a wonderful evening. And now I'm going to stop recording.